Welcome to Finance in the Clouds. Modern finance is broken, forcing finance and accounting teams to work like it's 1985, the year Excel was invented. Here, we talk about the struggles finance teams face in fast-growing companies and discuss how they can spend less time catching up and more time in the clouds. I'm your host, Jake Jones, multimedia producer and brand influencer at Zone Co. And I'm joined this week by Stephen Murray, managing director at Scarecrow, and Michael Burstein, product manager at Zone Co. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Oh, thanks for having us, Jake. It's nice to be back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Payment reconciliation is one of the most complex parts of running a business. Struggling to keep up with this process can lead to missed payments, late fees, and even bankruptcies. How did processing payments get so complicated? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Now, before we begin, I want to give you both just a chance to introduce yourselves and tell us what you do. Of course, Stephen, back again from our Gateway Paradox podcast episode that talked a little bit about this topic, so we're glad to have you back. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'm the managing director, as you said, at, at Scarecrow Digital. We are a marketing agency. My background prior to launching the business was in the software ERP, in particular NetSuite space. So since launching the business, we've specialized in working with fast-growing tech SaaS companies and again, and, and quite a lot of solution providers, partners, and suite app developers within the, the NetSuite ecosystem to so work with the team at Zone on, on a kind of day-to-day basis. I say, as well as, as a number of other partners and, and businesses in this space. Absolutely. And we appreciate all the help you give us. Michael, how about you? What do you do for us here at Zone? I am a product manager at Zone. I've been here for a little while, but I come from a background of everything from sales to engineering to you name it. I've done a little bit of it. I spent most of my career in sort of business applications as a whole at Zone, really focusing on sort of the payment space, whether it's on the AP or the AR side, just run the gamut there, trying to understand the complexities and you know what we can do for customers around that. Well, again, I'm glad to have both of you here. And thank you for sharing your expertise. Let's jump into this topic about how payments have gotten so complicated. And so where I kind of want to start with this is let's go all the way back to the beginning. You guys just kind of walk me through what does a typical payment reconciliation process look like? In terms of, of what good looks like, and from the perspective of running a, a small but pretty rapidly growing business, the challenge is that, that reconciliation is where I need to look to get the right information to run the business. So currently, I do still look at the bank individually outside of the accounting system because the bank is where the truth actually is, which is, you know, where, where the cash is and where the money is that, that allows me to make decisions on things. The challenge comes from the rapidly increasing number of transactions at different levels for different reasons versus the, the day-to-day stuff that, that I have to do. And, you know, and that's transferable into any business of any size. It, the biggest difference I think you experience is it's just more transactions and more numbers with more people. The biggest companies in the world will still have the same challenges I mentioned there. The people who need to make decisions need to know the literal amount of money they have. So they need an accurate view of that. That just gets further and further away the more transactions that are between the literal amount of money in the bank and the, the amount of money coming in or going out of the business. And especially now, the speed at which things move now and the way people engage with 
different companies and all over the world and, and the way you can pay for things and, and buy things and every single option that makes it easier for someone to buy from you actually makes it more complicated to process and, and get to the actual the bottom line of the cash. That's a great point with the world, the way it's changing and like technology is advancing pretty rapidly. And I think that's one of the things with the payment space that's so interesting is the way things are changing there. You, you know, you have more payment options than ever. You have more businesses in the payment space, more gateways, more processors. Banks are changing the way that they're doing things. And when you think about the day to day with how companies are working with this stuff, you end up in this situation where often people aren't really like, they're not experts in payments. They're just trying to make their business run. And there's so many different parties that are involved in payments, whether it's you as the merchant or the actual issuing bank for like a credit card or the actual processors that are handling the transaction fees that you know, you're getting charged up the wazoo for. I mean, all of this can really complicate things. And then you start talking about some of the things around the compliances changing and the things that people expect from PCI or Notcha, if you're looking at like ACH or something along those lines. So the landscape is evolving. It's getting more complicated. And you're trying to get an accurate picture of what things look like within your system so that you can make sure your cash flow looks right. And that can be real challenging when there's actually a lot of different parties that are involved in any specific payment. As you say that, I'm thinking about how I pay the young man that cuts my lawn. I have to put money to my credit card. My credit card goes to a Venmo and then that Venmo goes to his Venmo, which then probably goes to his bank account or however. And that's just like so many steps. And I'm sure there's more complicated processes, but even in something so simple, there's so much technology involved and it just gets complicated. And it's funny, even trying to talk about this, what should this look like? You guys immediately shifted into, man, this is just complicated. So Let's just get into it and talk more about that. So what are some of the barriers in payment reconciliation that make it such a complicated process to manage as a business owner? One of the things that I heard a lot from, whether it's customers or just people out in the industry, is as you look at reconciling your cash flow, especially if you have like a payment processor in the mix, one of the things that often happens is you have the settlement process of you have different parties that are involved. So a customer might, might pay you money but at some point that has to make it to your bank account. And there's a middleman in that, which is the processor. And the way that the middleman handles that transaction, or you might get a batch file and that batch file might not have all the details you need to actually match that back to what's in your accounting system or your ERP or what have you. And so a lot of people run into this problem where, well, that's cool. I have all these customers that pay me a bunch of money and then all that money went into my bank, but how do I make sure that these things match up together? So there's a lot of complication that can rear its head there. Steven, what about you as a business owner? What has made this process so complicated? I want to go back to the fact that you're the kid who mows your lawn is taking electronic payments. Like, <laughs> what is going on? That is fantastic. I've gotten to the point where now I'm shocked if someone doesn't take a card and I usually have to walk away because I don't have a lot of cash on me. That's probably an interesting angle as well in terms of, as with so many things, it's actually being driven from the consumer side. So to answer the question from the business owner perspective is we really have two choices and it's either get on board with it or face the consequences of not taking payments. So there's that side of things. It all goes into visibility for me. So I think a lot of it depends on the kind of business you are, how you plan to grow and, and the foundations and processes you put in place. Because... On one side, the actual payment side of things can be incredibly simple. You can sacrifice 
an awful lot of visibility to make the process really simple. You can leave the payment provider to actually do all of the heavy lifting of taking the payments, collecting the cash, doing everything, and then paying you on your settlement date. Um, I'm trying to stay on track here a little bit because these are all of the things that actually start to complicate it, especially with cash flows. In simple numbers, if you sell 100 t-shirts at $10, that's $1,000. You're getting $972.72, probably four or five days from now. So you've sold a £1,000 worth of merchandise. You don't ever get the $1,000, sorry. And you don't get it on the day that you've made the sales. So you have to reconcile all of that and you're a little bit at their mercy so this is where it can start getting complicated but if you don't want to get into the, the total weeds of of all of the detail you can just bring in that 972 dollars in, in that instance and bring that in as a, as a lump sum payment into the into the accounting system and, and from the finance perspective alone that's probably all right you know the, the money's come in the bank and the reconciliation is that money has come in Yes, it came in and it came in for that reason and we can reconcile it at that. What you don't get then is the the visibility and the automation throughout the rest of the business to actually carry out the actions. So and I think this was the paradox, you know, so in, in one element you don't have to make it as complicated as it can at the finance side, but by choosing to oversimplify at the finance side, you just pass the complication on to further in the business. Everything I've just said there, I would disregard as a business owner because I think the whole point of having systems in place is to give you that visibility. It's the very first thing I said. You need to understand the numbers. And, and, and it's not just a matter of looking at the balances and seeing if you have enough money. You have to understand where you're making and losing money. The only way to do that, and it is one of the reasons that I will advocate NetSuite to anyone still to this very day. I don't even sell NetSuite anymore. I'm not on commission, unfortunately. But if Evan is listening, I will take commission if this is going. Having spent a lot of time in the space, I have still to this day to encounter a system capable of giving you the end-to-end visibility that NetSuite gives you. It means that you can actually see to the penny where the money is going and in the business without that you can see the sales pricing and the income and you can see the costs going out and you can see lump sums but you can't see specifically how much you're making per item or per hour of delivery or whatever it is so the more information you have in that one place in the repository to allow you to, to make the right decisions i just can't imagine running a business not having that visibility something about that that i think is actually really interesting is that while businesses are sort of contracting at the same time, the suppliers of these different payment processors, for example, are also raising prices for transaction fees. So you're kind of getting it from both ends because you're trying to keep your business running, make sure the money keeps coming in. But because the other businesses are potentially struggling, they're also trying to find ways to increase their revenue. That's another one of those things that ends up biting you with the complexity around payments. And there's also something that I've noticed in, in speaking with people is what's the best solution for me? Often it comes down to, well, if I have a really large book of business and I'm transacting pretty frequently, well, I'm paying transaction fees on a regular basis whenever I'm taking payments through a processor. And that can get kind of pricey, especially if they keep raising things. And then also deciding, well, okay, well, different payment options, you know, whether it's credit card versus ACH versus maybe you have a regional payment method. Like if you're in the Netherlands, ideal is a thing over there. 
or Brazilian boleto, a lot of these different types of payment types that a lot of people aren't familiar with, especially in the U.S., but in talking with people in different regions, things can get real dicey in terms of like what makes the most sense from that and then how much money are you spending on processing fees, getting back to how do I run my business, how do I have visibility into those things. There's a little bit of a catch-22 between the how can I make this really simple for me or for my finance team versus how can I get the level of detail to make sure that I'm not spending more money in a certain place than I should be. There's then the perspective of the customer. If customers are using credit card, but maybe that's not the cheapest option for you as the business owner, but that's what customers want to pay you through, that's then a question. Is it worth the sacrifice? So I I love everything we've just brought up. And Stephen, thank you for pulling in the conversations we had on the Gateway Paradox episode, really kind of bringing up this point of this is a very complicated thing, but at the same time, you can't oversimplify it because you're just passing the complication on to somebody else, another part of your team, another part of your business. We've very well put together that this is a complex process that has a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different things you have to consider. But I appreciate too the points that we brought up of you have to have this visibility to really prepare and look towards the future and help manage your business better. The last question I kind of want to dive into, and this is probably ultimately something that will be further discussed in our next episode, but what are some of the dangers of not finding a solution for your payment reconciliation? I'm conscious of sounding like the prophet of doom from Glasgow here. Like, In short, it's, it's bankruptcy. That's the danger. I think that's where financial troubles come from, not just in business to business life, just in general is when the costs start escalating to the point that you're not in control of them and you don't have the actual cash to pay them, eventually you run out. I think that's the danger of, of not having the right solution. I say when, when things start to slow down is when you need to have the absolute specifics. And if you don't, unfortunately, that is where we see businesses really starting to struggle because costs just engulf them and the cash isn't coming in quick enough and it, it just runs out. Now, I'm not saying having an automated payment gateway reconciliation tool is going to save anyone from going to the wall, but it may. Now that I'm saying it out loud, to me, it really just boils down to cash flow, which sounds like a bit of a leap. The cash is coming into the bank. That's what the payment gateways actually facilitate. And that's a great thing for businesses, particularly when you're struggling with this. But less cash is coming in than you're taking because you're paying the fees, like like Michael mentioned. If you extrapolate that out to multiple gateways and multiple interfaces via multiple channels and the cash comes in at different times and you're not in control of the costs and you don't have the visibility of where it's actually impacting in the business, that's not an issue unique to payment gateway reconciliation. That is the exact recipe that anyone who's running a financially sound company will tell you to avoid. But I've been thinking as we're talking an evolution I've seen as well in, in terms of, of the payment gateways, which Michael also alluded to, is the types of payments being taken or, or split payments are being offered pretty regularly now. Um, even yesterday, I uh, had my car in for its, its, its MOT. I don't know what, what the, the equivalent is in the US. It's the annual check to you know certify it's roadworthy. Pretty big garage over here, pretty reputable garage and everything like that. And their default now is to offer you up to 12 months interest-free payments on parts and labour required for any fixes from getting your car fixed. And it actually made me think in the context of this, of that, that's great, but what it means is they have to have the cash in the bank to support that over the next 12 months because otherwise they would have been getting the payment yesterday 
fortunately my car didn't need any fixes so I didn't have to do anything but it, it just got me thinking of quite often if I buy codes on the internet they're offering it's over three monthly payments even if it's only like a $15 t-shirt you can still split that over three months which means somebody somewhere is wearing the risk of me not paying that for the next three months or a $15 t-shirt now takes you three months to get $15 in so you're either paying the gateway provider much more money or a much higher fee because they're fronting the risk or you're taking three months to get a really small payment in for something you've shipped three months ago which are all the things again that get in the way of driving a business forward or can introduce risk. Again, it's less money coming in more frequently that just gives somebody else something to track and, and ultimately less visibility unless you have it automated. You're talking about, you know, there's different types of things that people do in these days. It, it reminds me of like the buy now, pay later thing is a newer thing that's becoming more prevalent as well. And I think that fits a little bit into that. One of the things that we briefly mentioned on earlier with the kid mowing your lawn, you paying them electronically, and then we kind of talked about like the farmer's market is accepting payments. So I think one of the risks from a business perspective, if you flip it around to like, how do you make sure you meet your customers where they are? And I think that that's one of the complexities that is changing rapidly in the payment space, because depending on what your business is, you know, whether you're like, you know, a retail outfit that is mainly operating online or you're in a store and actually taking transactions from some POS system. Apple recently created the technology so your iPhone can take a payment as a POS system, which is crazy to me. But like, there's all these new things that are happening. And I think that finding the way for your business to meet your customers where they are and make it easier for your customers to give you money, because ultimately that's how you're going to make money, is really important. I think there's a, a real danger to not like if times are changing and you make it too complicated for your customers to give you what you really want from them, <laughs> um, then you're going you're gonna to be in a bad place. Um, and I think that's one of the ultimate risks around a lot of the payment complexity. Stephen and Michael, thank you both again for being here. We've had a great conversation. Lots of talk about the complexities of payment reconciliation, and we've gone a lot of different avenues, and hopefully our guests have gotten to see some different perspectives maybe that they haven't thought about before. I just really appreciate you both sharing your expertise. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jake. Um, <laughs> I, I love talking about it, and I'm not ashamed to say that. It's so cool. So um, thanks for having me. It's been great being here, and it was a great conversation. And, and now we want to hear from you. How do you manage your payment reconciliation? Let us know by emailing hello at zoneandco.com. Finance in the Cloud now posts bi-weeklies on Fridays. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to Finance in the Clouds wherever you get your podcasts or watch us on YouTube on the Zone & Co. YouTube channel. Also, be sure to visit zoneandco.com to read articles and guides about today's conversation. Next episode, we'll be asking the question, is payment reconciliation the wrench in your growth wheel? See you next time.